The warmest of festive greetings to you, and welcome to Merrily Ever Teaching! <laughs> this is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Rob. I work in a small village school just in Buckinghamshire. I currently teach Key Stage 2, but have worked with all year groups up to Year 6. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a Year 4 teacher at a large junior school on the south coast of England. I'm also the host of the Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the Tiny Voices Talk book. I'm Caitlin. I'm a Year 1 teacher in a little village school at the opposite end of Buckinghamshire. I've appeared on Tori's podcast and I'm a contributor to her book. Hi, I'm Nicola and I teach in a school in Southampton. I've taught all year groups and also worked with teachers at Teacher Training College. Hi, I'm Bex. I have experience teaching across the primary schools so all the way from early years to year six. I've also been a deputy head and I also train trainee teachers. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in geography with a Christmas folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Forbidden Christmas. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of December 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, brightly illustrated by the fabulous Mario Coelho. Hopefully in time for Christmas, if you're really, really quick. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, let's take a moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with everybody here and, of course, Lola and Dom Pedro. And like a lot of occasions when we have a story set in a faraway place that almost screams geography at us. Sadly, we don't have our geography fan with us because Helen is still suffering from that power cut. I guess we should explain at this point that we do record all of these episodes together. It's not that Helen's had a two-week-long power cut. <laughs> and if she had, she should definitely get a refund. <laughs> <laughs> But Caitlin and uh, Rob and Bex here have all very kindly agreed to step into Helen's shoes and talk about the geography. So, Caitlin, can we start with you with some geography for ages four to seven? Yeah, so I was thinking children who are into Disney probably have some idea about Mexico, having if they've seen Coco, but they may not mm. sort of be able to connect sort of where that is in the world. So we could bring in things like globes and atlases, bring in those early kind of skills to actually be able to find the country, looking at the continent that it's in in relation to others. I know in Key Stage 1 it's a big thing being able to name the continents and say where they are. So <laughs> you can bring that in as part of this. You can look at the oceans that are near it. And also like how you would travel to there, looking at sort of the human side of it, how you'd get there, and also what the country is like, what kind of landscapes 
you would expect to see if you were there. Well, I'm, I'm actually really glad that you've mentioned Disney because a little while after the story came out, I was working through the list of Disney's animated classics. My wife and I were working through the, the whole, I think there's 62 of them now. And we discovered that one of the early animated classics is something called Saludos Amigos, which is sort of like a, an animated tour around South America. And when they stop at Mexico, they actually talk about the Posada. They animate the Posada. So um, I imagine that characters like Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, they're going to be characters that your young learners will be familiar with, I hope, Caitlin. So that could be a good one to head to and perhaps look at what they say about the Posada. So give them a little bit more context with the help of Disney characters. Yeah, I mean, that just makes it a million times more accessible than anything sort of a teacher going to say at the front of the room I mean if Mickey Mouse is saying it then <laughs> it's a little bit more exciting isn't it I, don't, I can't remember whether it was uh, Mickey Mouse who sort of led that part of it but I, I know that there's like a narrator but you do have a lot of familiar faces mm-hmm. throughout because it's not like the animated classics became where it's kind of like feature length animated films it was a lot of short animated scenarios so it's like almost like an anthology if you like but yeah they were doing a tour of South America I have to say um, maybe don't show them the whole film because it has quite dated now and Disney do a lot of things better today than they maybe did back in those days Um, but from my memory the view of Mexico is pretty safe because it does concentrate entirely on the Posada so maybe look that up where shall we go next with our geography let's let's stay in Key Stage 1 for a bit let's stay with our young learners because parts of geography as well as looking at the human and physical aspects of geography so starting to be able to identify things like rivers and mountains as physical geography and then looking at human features as well so that's kind of more like your towns cities villages farms factories things like that and this wouldn't be a geography episode if we didn't mention making a map Um, (laughs) certainly helen would be very upset with us she would be (laughs) devastated so yeah this would be a perfect example to draw out a map of the place do we know the place there's no specific village name no so yeah what what could this village look like draw a map Mm. draw a bird's eye view as if you're looking at it from that perspective what features can you see are they human features are they physical features yeah so just get to start identifying and being able to use that vocabulary Mm. in a geographical sense it's a brilliant way of combining your ideas actually and i i I haven't seen coco so i don't know but um a lot of the time in these animated films they sort of zoom out at some point in order to show the location do they do that in coco you do kind of get like an overview of the the town where they are yeah, I guess in a sense they do, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they certainly do in Saludos Amigos. They they show the entirety of South America, so you can really put Mexico on the map, uh, quite literally get some understanding of where it is. So yeah, um, in, in combination, I think this is going to really give your kids a fantastic sense of place for this story. What about if we move up to ages 7 to 11, though? What we got for the geography there? So as your children become older you start thinking more about not only identifying different parts but the comparison Mm. aspect as well so comparing it to a location that they are more familiar with and again you're looking at your human and physical features how is it the same to what we can see wherever we are but be that Cambridgeshire, Buckinghamshire, Northamptonshire 
if we've got so for example there i'm imagining there are rivers in northamptonshire and cambridgeshire in fact i know there are in cambridgeshire yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of there in the name yeah <laughs> for cambridgeshire yeah. isn't yeah. it <laughs> how 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 are they different obviously they're both sources of water but what do they look like are they bigger river in mexico what are the rivers in Mexico? Looking at that, starting to think about the water cycle and how that helps to grow the crops that they would need on the farms. You can do the same for our country as well, say locations we're familiar to. You could mm. also start to link Mexico to other locations in Europe as well, looking at them and going, okay, well, it's similar to parts of Britain in this way. How is it similar to areas of Europe? Because there's going to be much hotter, drier parts of Spain than there are of the east of England. And that could link in very well when we come back to discussing your foreign languages later, especially since there's a language connection between Spain and Mexico, isn't there? See. Si. <laughs> Bex, do you want to stick a bauble on any of these ideas? They're all the ones that I'd written down in a sudden, like, on my life, <laughs> ideas. So I think they've all been covered really well. And I... I like the idea always of trying to keep the story going while you are working with these stories because that's obviously going to make sure the motivation, the engagement that you have with the story um, gets carried into the learning as well. And a lot of the ideas that you brought up there, Caitlin, and some of your Key Stage 1 ideas, Rob, could be right there at the start of the story to help them get a sense of setting, maybe even create some three-dimensional maps so that you've got somewhere to sit down or do your Posada too. And we're going to be talking later in the week about um, things that you could maybe make to go on your posada and actually take them through something. But then at the very end, when you start doing some of your English ideas that we were talking about last week, all of the, the letter writing, etc., and you then start updating it, perhaps by sending those letters to the head teacher instead of to the vicar, it could also be an opportunity to then think, well, yeah, how else could we adapt this story? And then you're sort of doing all of that geography at the same time as the English, but not in a way that uh, reduces the learning and in either subject, but really allows them to enhance each other i think yeah i think if you were going to build the story up you could get the children to travel around so you could have mm. like a place in your school that the church is and where the bridge is and where lola's home is and even the distance that she would have had to ride don pedro to get back to the church to warn everybody yeah, about the bridge yeah. so you could actually do a moving story which would link into the map work and you could like draw your map as you're going or have a, a big like chalk map on the floor getting them active and getting them moving around is really really important so definitely yes. the, the house the bridge the church and the river they could all probably label to start with on their map in early years and keep mm. one i'm sure yeah and if your school's small enough then that could actually be a whole school activity yeah. couldn't it well, we've already said um, last week how this was a very moving story for many of you, so that's going to make it a reality. That is a really terrible pun, but it's sort of warming us up for um, our Christmas cracker joke to end this episode. Who's going to lead on this one? Okay. Um, how much did Father Christmas pay for his uh, sleigh? How much did Father Christmas pay for his sleigh? Um... Five golden rings. Oh, that's a really good answer, good though, answer. Bex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It was on the house. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh dearie me. <laughs> you know, Caitlin has only been with us for two <laughs> series of this podcast so far. I'm not sure whether we're encouraging her to stay or putting her off. We're probably encouraging her, but she'll say not with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's sadly all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Lola and Don Pedro will help us teach art, design and technology. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon.